Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. We're on episode three now, which is a little bit insane. Hi, how are you doing? Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great week. I'm back. As every episode goes, we're going to start with a little rose, bud, and thorn. I actually haven't filmed an episode in about a week, just over a week, so I feel a little out of it, to be honest. Let's start with a rose, bud, and thorn. All right, so my rose is, last week I kind of took a little vacation from work. I didn't work at all last week, which was really nice because this summer I've been working like two to three, maybe three to four times every single week, and it's kind of afternoon shifts, so it feels like, you know, like kind of when you're like, oh, well, your morning is kind of wasted already. You don't really want to do anything because you have to go to work in the afternoon anyway. That's kind of how I've been feeling with work. So I feel like I haven't been doing a lot because I don't really want to get out in the morning since I have to work in the afternoon anyway. So last week I took a little vacation and I spent a lot of time with friends, seeing a lot of people again, which was very, very nice. And also just spending time by myself doing things that I like and not feeling pressured to work or stuff like that. So that was very nice. My thorn is a little bit of a more personal thing, so I'm not going to talk about it much, but last week also just wasn't the best. Um, kind of had to do with why I took a vacation, but wasn't the best. We're doing better now and doing a lot better now, actually, so we're fine with that. And my bud. My bud is at the end of July. I'm going on a little trip with my boyfriend to Vancouver Island, which I'm really excited about. I feel like I have not gone camping or outdoorsy stuff enough this summer, which I really regret. I was at the beginning of the summer. I wanted to go camping every week. I told myself, oh my gosh, I'm going to go camping every week, go hiking and all this stuff. But it is now July. Summer is half over for me and I have not gone camping once, which is so sad. Those are my rose buds and thorns for today. I hope you're excited for this episode and let's kind of talk about what we're talking about today. You can probably tell from the title, but this is a topic that I actually really enjoy talking about and really enjoy thinking about in my free time. And that is the pressure of hustle culture or productivity culture that is in university and also just early adult life nowadays. The inspiration behind this episode is kind of from my own personal experience. I am obviously a university student, as many of you know. I'm going into my fourth year at UBC this September, so I've been through many years of university and I'm going into my last year. I'm graduating next April, so I feel like I have really soaked up the culture that university provides in my past years and this is something that I've noticed a lot and I really want to talk about because I think it's kind of messed up to be honest. I found a quote that kind of encompasses what I think this episode is going to be talking about um, really well and it is all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone by Blaise Pascal who was a philosopher in the 17th century. So let's get into it. We're going to be talking about hustle culture, hustle culture in university, my personal experiences with it, and also how COVID has kind of affected this culture that people have cultivated. So 
Just a disclaimer, I'm going to be looking a little more at my laptop this episode just because this is more information heavy and a lot of these things, before we talk about my opinions and stuff like that, I want to lay down the facts, the definitions so that we all kind of have a common understanding. So I'm going to be looking at my laptop a little bit more because I've made notes for this episode. The first part that I want to talk about is what is hustle culture? Because I'm sure that we have all heard about it. We've seen it on Instagram with those girl bosses who love their businesses and are kicking ass every Monday morning and work seven to five every single day. It is a common social media thing that I see a lot, especially if you get into that algorithm. But let's talk about what hustle culture is first. I'm also going to have citations of all the articles that I have used for my research in the show notes or in the description if you're watching on YouTube. So if you are interested in doing your own research, you can for sure look at those. So let's take a look at different definitions of hustle culture. Hustle culture is the social pressure to constantly be working harder, faster, and stronger in every area of our lives. It is the idolization of workaholism and the mindset that you should be overworking to the point of exhaustion. There's a lot of things that I want to break down, but I'm going to bring up a few more definitions and kind of the history of hustle culture that I found before we start talking about it. The technology industry started this culture of work zeal sometime around the turn of the millennium when the likes of Google started to feed, massage, and even play doctor to its employees. This way of living is driven by capitalism and big corporations and social medias that perpetuate it. Even talking about it now, I get a little bit upset. I just really don't agree with this whole hustle culture thing, although I fall victim to it a lot. I think one of the biggest things that I want to bring up is that hustle culture is social pressure. It isn't a large part of it for sure is driven by capitalism and stuff like that. But for the majority of us or maybe people who are working class, middle class, upper class, It is really driven by social pressure and what people see on social media. Kind of like what I said before about all those girl bosses. I'm thinking about those ones that are in MLMs, you know, that kind of post about how they're getting work done all the time and they're making so much money. Those kinds of things are really harmful to everyone else who uses social media and just wants to surf it for leisure. I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in the episode when I talk about hustle culture in university, but I think also a big part is comparing yourself to your peers because ultimately these people that are in your faculty, in your major, in your year are going to be your competition when you go out into the job market. So obviously if you see your peers are getting internships at the big four doing accounting or they're getting full-time job offers in the summer of their third year, These kinds of things put a lot of pressure on yourself because you feel like, well, I'm not doing enough. I don't have the skills that they have. I'm not doing as well with my GPA and stuff like that. These kinds of comparison things are just really harmful. And I really think it's like the base of all sorts of social harm in any aspect of life, not even your career and working life, but even when you think about your physical appearance. I know a lot of girls and people in general struggle with comparing themselves to people they see on social media. Social media is honestly just so harmful. I personally have had to take a step back this year from social media. I don't use Instagram as much as I used to just because people only choose to put their best moments on social media, which makes a lot of 
thoughts and I do that unconsciously as well but it gets really harmful when all you're seeing is people's highlights and it just creates an unrealistic expectation of people's lives. Continuing on with a few more definitions or things that I thought would be interesting to bring up, a lot of people nowadays actually that fall victim to hustle culture are not the people that are at the top of the work hierarchy. It makes a lot of sense to think that, oh, CEOs, they make the most money in their company, so obviously they are putting in the most work, but it's actually not the case anymore. A lot of the people that fall victim to hustle culture are actually people that are at the bottom of the work hierarchy, so they always have people to report to. An article that I read from the New York Times was saying, convincing a generation of workers to beaver away is convenient for those at the top. So one of the things that I thought about when I was brainstorming this episode is a lot of hustle culture can also be perpetuated falsely perpetuated by people who just want to take advantage of these hardworking and able people at the bottom of the pyramid. Because obviously, if I were some evil CEO of a huge company that wasn't ethical, if I were a huge CEO at the top of the pyramid, I would think, well, how can I maximize other people's efforts and minimize my own, but still get a maximized paycheck? These people at the bottom, they're always thinking, if I work harder, I will get a promotion. I'll be able to climb up the ladder in my position, in my company, whatever. So they're always going to want to work harder. I can attest to that as well. Even in my like through my part time jobs, I always feel the pressure to I want to work harder. I want to put more hours so that my boss will see me more favorably because I guess my job kind of takes advantage of me and that's kind of how society works in general. We fall victim to our jobs. We don't feel like we have control of them more so that our job has control of us, the time that we put into it, and just every aspect of life in general, which is very, very messed up. This brings us back to capitalism and the problems with our current society, because the rich are going to continue to get richer, and the poor continue to have to work even harder to make ends meet. Hustle culture creates the assumption that the only value we have as human beings is our productivity capability, our ability to work rather than our humanity or our soft skills. So that is kind of hustle culture in a nutshell. It is the idea that us as humans, we should be working all the time. Our only value or uh, the way that we derive our self-value is through what we do for work, how much we get paid, how much we're working and stuff like that. When I say it out loud, it's really obvious to tell that, oh, these kinds of things are messed up and the ways that we measure our value and the way that we're valued as human is not the right way but it's kind of how society is built now Uh, it is meant to profit and be beneficial to those who profit so yeah I I don't have a solution this isn't going to be a podcast where I tell society how to break down and then offer beneficial solutions that will create a societal system that'll benefit everyone. I don't have the brain cells for that. But I think opening up this discussion and talking about it and being vulnerable about it is really important if we want to not continue this cycle and actually 
do something about it. So the next section that I wanted to talk about is actually hustle culture in university in specific. And I think I have a little bit more to talk about this part because I am a university student and I have encountered a lot of university students that fall victim to hustle culture. So a few quotes that I have found, longer working hours are associated with poor mental health status, increased anxiety and depression systems, depression symptoms, not systems. I think in university, it is also more about productivity culture or toxic productivity culture that is really harming our students as well. And toxic productivity is when no matter how productive you might have been, there's always a feeling of guilt for not having done more. This, along with hustle culture and the pressure to find internships, find work experience, always have things on your resume or in your spare time that are beneficial or can be profited off of. I feel like a lot of university students struggle with that. They're like, well, I really enjoy this extracurricular activity, but if it's not bringing me money, if it's wasting my time and resources, it's really not worth spending my time on, which is really, really messed up. For a lot of university students, everything seems like a competition. Like I said before, it's really easy to compare yourself with the class average. Are you above or under it? With other people in your faculty, are you getting the same internship offers that other people are getting? Job offers, if you can get into classes, all this kind of stuff is people that compete. And even on a, I guess, less official level of a competition, people are always talking about, oh, well, I only got four hours of sleep last night and versus, oh, I only had time to eat one meal throughout the day. Stuff like that. It, it, why do people do that? I don't understand. And I, I, I know it always seems like you want to be the best. You want to be the person that is working the hardest, taking the most classes, getting the highest grades. But the trade-offs for those kinds of things is not worth it, in my opinion. As I said at the beginning, these like long hours where you're working and having a job and doing all this stuff... It's, it's going to affect your mental health, increase your anxiety and depression. And Lord knows we have enough of that in university. <laughs> Continuing on with this comparison mindset, it is so easy to compare yourself in university. As I think I've said a couple of times already, we compete with everyone, especially ourselves, actually, to work harder, faster, and more because we think that it is expected of us and that ultimately it will make us more successful and happier. So even if, I think at least for me, I've found a solid group of friends that I feel like I don't compare myself to and I feel like I am safe enough and I've cultivated a safe atmosphere where we don't have to constantly be competing with each other. But I still struggle with this toxic productivity because I'm always comparing myself to myself. Especially now in the summer right now because I have a lot of time. I feel like if some days I don't get as much done as other days or if some days I don't do anything at all in my to-do list, I feel so bad about myself and I just get so mad at myself because I feel like I've wasted the day or I wasn't as productive as I could have been. Somehow we have shifted our value as a worker to being more about how we can, how much we can churn out and how much we can work rather than our soft skills or other intangible assets. 
Now, I don't really have official experience in the real adult world in the job market, but I can imagine that a lot of companies can prefer people who get double the work done or are able to finish a set of tasks in a record amount of time versus people who are maybe a little bit slower with those tasks but have these soft skills like customer service skills or team working skills and stuff like that. And I think while there is increased importance on these skills nowadays, the ultimate opportunity cost, I guess, comes with how much you can get done. Toxic competition can actually be dangerous as it can lead to suffering in company productivity and individual well-being. With these toxic mindsets and things like that, people start resenting a lot more because you don't have a healthy relationship with work. With that resentment and everything like that, it becomes a lot easier to kind of unconsciously or consciously want to sabotage your company or the people that you are competing against. And this is obviously to a like much larger scale. This is when the issue is not dealt with for a very long time. So I think that we can see that there are a lot of detrimental consequences to these kinds of hustle culture and productivity culture in university and outside in the job market as well. And one of the big points that I actually want to bring up in this section about students who are working increasingly hard is also how classist and privileged this mindset is. A lot of students are not able to afford university and living expenses as well. For example, let's talk about UBC because that's what I know best and that's what I can talk about from firsthand experience. Vancouver is such an expensive city to be living and just surviving in. You have costs of rent, you have food, you have tuition fees, transportation fees and all this stuff and it is really privileged to think that everyone has a level playing field when they get into their first year of university. Obviously, that's not true because you have a lot of students that have to pick up part-time jobs to be able to pay their rent, to be able to buy groceries and be able to just get around places and stuff like that. So a lot of these kinds of students are more likely focused on getting jobs that will pay the bills and help them be able to afford living at UBC versus students who maybe still live at their parents' house. Like me, for example, I would definitely say I fall into, I don't have to worry about paying the bills or paying for groceries and stuff like that. So all of the money and the experience that I gain is truly just for myself. I don't have to help my parents pay the bills. I don't have to do all these things and I'm just privileged and I kind of have a step up from other students, which is really unfair. A lot of these times as well, these kind of internship positions and stuff like that, they're honestly not paid super well. So even if a student that is living on their own and has to pay for their own rent and stuff, if they want that experience and they get a position like that with internships, it takes up so many hours to be able to work and have to to like earn that amount of money to pay off all of these kinds of things which then in turn you're spending so many hours working and stuff like that now you don't have as much time studying you don't have as much time doing social things and maybe going to UBC events that are networking and all that kind of stuff 
simply because you have this other responsibility that you have to fulfill. So a lot of times when students get into this position, they start sacrificing the supposed non-negotiables like sleep, eating, exercise, your mental health. This encourages an unhealthy lifestyle, obviously, and then just makes you exhausted. I think a lot of students are familiar with this feeling of burnout. It is basically when you have worked yourself to the point of overexhaustion and you are not able to be productive anymore. This can last for weeks, it can last for days, it can last for months, depending on how hard you've been working and how long you've been working in this state. We don't want that. We want to avoid burnout as much as possible. So in order to do that, we have to protect our mental health. We have to set boundaries and be healthy with our habits. All in all, hustle culture is quite classist because it really only benefits the upper middle class and the upper class students in university. And it is so harmful to things that we have kind of brushed under the rug now. It has taken me so long to change my mindset and my values and to really prioritize my mental health over my studies, over my work experience, over all these kinds of things. I think the like normal that we are growing up with now is that it is okay to sacrifice these things. And it's not because ultimately these non-negotiables are just supposed to be non-negotiable. Obviously, that's why I call them that. And they also are so important in keeping you working and productive in the long term because that's more important versus how much you can get done in a day or a week. I think especially with COVID as well, it is harder and harder to get a job. Everyone's getting a university degree nowadays and the norm is to even get a master's degree. So before people could just graduate out of high school and get a job, but now it is so much harder. So I understand the pressure and honestly, I, I think about it a lot and it worries me a lot as well. But Let's not. (laughs) So now that we've kind of talked about hustle culture and what it is, what people do in university and stuff like that, it made me think about, well, why are we working so hard in the first place? And it makes sense if you are, as I said before, someone who has to work to pay the bills and pay for your tuition and student loans and stuff like that. But for a lot of the rest of us, we don't really have these forceful needs to work so much. So why are we? The first reason that I found was FOMO. If you don't know, FOMO stands for the fear of missing out. The world is so full of opportunities and it's easy to feel like you're missing out on an opportunity and falling behind your competitions or peers. I think all of us have felt FOMO in one way or another. It doesn't have to be about work, but it could be about a social event and stuff like that or going to a party where all your friends are going and a club event at school where you get to network with the CEO of Lululemon or something like that. It constantly, we feel like these opportunities are going to benefit us, whether it is socially or through our work experience. And so we continue to sign up, sign up, sign up, do all these things, like want to do more, put more on our plate. And then it cuts into our relaxation time, our self-care time, and just time that we should be spending taking care of ourselves. Another argument against hustle culture is that it's not bad if you enjoy what you're doing, right? Because that's what I thought for the longest time. For me personally, my jobs working with kids and teaching kids and stuff like that, I've always enjoyed it a lot. So I was kind of like, well, then it's not bad, right? This doesn't apply to me because I actually enjoy my work. This is only for people that hate their job. But 
that's not the case because, for example, for me, YouTube was something that I really, really loved and did as a hobby on the side. But then I started getting a little more toxic with my mindset towards YouTube. It felt like a chore that I had to post something every week. And as I've said before in another video, it was really exhausting to feel like I had to be entertaining all the time. So these are when your hobbies and the things that you enjoy turn bad because it's bad when you aren't able to be unproductive anymore. Before YouTube editing, my videos and all this stuff was something that I really enjoyed and actually something that really relaxed me. But in the weeks that I didn't want to post a video, when I was editing, I literally could not stand it. I would rather like run than edit videos some weeks and I don't like running. So for example, during the school year, I would go to school all day and then I'd work at my job and then I'd do some tasks for my sorority or my clubs and then I'd have to do my YouTube video and then I'd go to the gym and all this stuff. These are all things that individually I love so much. I love school. I love learning. I love my work. I love all these kinds of things. But when it feels like from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, you have to be productive all the time doing all these things. That is when it gets unhealthy. And the last reason why we are working so hard is the need for constant productivity, which brings us back to capitalism. We feel like something is not productive or worth our time if it's not a side hustle or if it's not making money. This is something that I have also struggled with that I can also touch upon in my own experience with YouTube, for example. I feel like I was really ashamed of it up until I hit 1,000 subscribers because once I hit 1,000 subscribers, I was able to make money off my videos. And then I was like, oh, well, now this hobby is worth something to other people, which is so stupid because to me, I enjoyed it. I probably actually enjoyed it a little more before I started monetizing my videos just because there was a little less pressure that way. But to me, I assumed that people wouldn't think it's a legit hobby until I started making money off of my videos, which doesn't even make sense. But it just goes to show that a lot of people with their hobbies, they feel the pressure to have to make money off of it or else if is like a waste of time. There are a lot of problems with this, obviously, because now your time is now based on a value metric that is monetary. Just because something is not making money or just because you're spending time on something that's not making money doesn't mean it's not worth your time and effort. There are a lot of hobbies that you can do just for personal fulfillment, for personal enjoyment, and just because you like it. But if you have this idea that my hobbies are only worth something when I'm making money off of them, then it gets really harmful because a lot of these hobbies like knitting or crocheting, embroidering, I can only think of like artsy ones. But a lot of these things, it feels like a lot of unnecessary pressure if you have to feel like you have to monetize these things. It makes your hobbies stressful because now you have this pressure of making sure that each YouTube video, for example, is good enough to make enough money and you're stressed about views and you're stressed about clicks and all this stuff. A really good example is to think about those YouTubers who just stop posting when they become really successful on YouTube because of how stressful it is once they are famous and make lots of money from their YouTube videos. I feel like a lot of YouTubers that feel that way stop posting because they don't get that original sense of joy that they had before. 
One example that I can think of and a YouTuber that I used to follow quite closely is Best Dressed for Ashley. She stopped posting for almost a year now and I can only imagine that it's because she's pulling so many views and she feels like each video has to be better than the last. It's a lot of pressure and not even with YouTube videos. That's just my own experience because I like making videos, but things like, I don't know, like dancing or listening to music. If you, it just kind of feels like it might be a waste if you're not making money or directly benefiting from it. And the last problem with this is that you feel like your skills, knowledge, and expertise, your values are never enough. This leads to low self-esteem, you have guilt, you have loss of interest in these hobbies, etc. Capitalism sucks. In my own experience making videos during the school semester, it was quite stressful just because a lot of my videos were vlogs and lifestyle focused. So I feel like I had to have a lot of pressure constantly thinking about filming for my vlogs at school. This is obviously really hard because First of all, I just wanted to enjoy class and listen half the time, but I constantly had to feel like, oh, well, should I get a shot of me walking to class? Should I get a shot of this class for my video? And then as soon as I got home from school and doing all my other things at school, I would have to start editing the video and just feeling a lot of pressure as to the editing and making sure that the editing was really nice and that it was better and that my editing is constantly improving. I just lost interest in making videos at that point and that is kind of why I decided to switch up my content because I feel like this type of content, making a sit-down video talking about different topics, is more appropriate for the lifestyle that I want to live. It is definitely very hard because I'm talking like I pull millions of views, but it is a small-scale difference that I'm not getting as many views as my vlogs at school, obviously, and that leads to a little less money on my paychecks from YouTube and all these kinds of things that are so annoying and just get in the way of making videos that I truly love. I feel like actually after I changed up my content, I have really enjoyed making content a lot more just because this is something that I truly enjoy. A lot of times the vlogs that I made on my YouTube channel, you can look back at them. You can, I think, obviously tell when I didn't want to vlog that week and when I did. It is like night and day, those vlogs. Some of the vlogs were just so sparse and careless and then the other vlogs are so nicely edited. There's a nice story to it. You can really follow me along on my week. It's so obvious to tell because during those weeks that I didn't want to vlog, I still had pressure to vlog all the time, which I did not like. It was not good. Talking about this is so hard because, again, I don't have concrete solutions for what we can do as a society, and it just sucks. But let's kind of talk about now what is my next section. That's what I called it. Now what? Now that we know that we are victims of this terrible societal construct, what do we do? You don't have to let this take over your entire life and your the way you live your life. You can still be productive and get everything you need to get done in a day done and still be successful as long as you change the metrics by which you measure your success. 
one of the big things that I think a lot of people are lacking on nowadays is self-care. And I'm not talking about those lush face masks and the bath that you're going to post on your Instagram story. I'm talking about concrete self-care that is going to help you in the long term. I made a video on this before a couple months ago, I think, where I was talking about how a lot of self-care now has been spun from marketing and a lot of companies just use it to be like oh use our product and this is self-care because you're relaxing and using our face mask i'm not talking about that i'm talking about putting in time and effort to develop a healthy routine get enough sleep get a balanced diet and exercise enough and stuff like that these kinds of things are so looked down upon on our society and I feel like they're pushed back a lot because students would more rather get things done. But I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Why wouldn't you prioritize the health of your physical body and mental body first before you get all these things done? I Pretty much all of my friends are always like, oh, I stayed up until 3 a.m. at the library doing my homework and all this stuff. I go to sleep at 10 p.m. even during the semester because I know that if I don't get enough sleep, I can't function the next day and it's really not good for my physical body. Putting in the effort to develop habits, develop a good morning routine, eat a healthy diet, like take the time to meal plan, do your grocery lists, get a gym plan, all this kind of stuff will benefit you in the long run because these things will preserve your physical and mental health. I think it's also important to talk about the cumulative effects of hustle culture because although it is harmful day to day, there are actually tangible consequences to hustle culture over the long term. By being always on, we lose the capacity to be mindful of the present moment, which is linked to greater psychological well-being. Being always on increases our stress levels and reduces our productivity significantly. This kind of goes back to the first quote that I talked about that kind of encompasses this whole episode, but a lot of people struggle with just sitting in a room and being mindful and not moving so much. And that is because we're constantly used to having to talk to people, put in effort and put in motivation and discipline into our work habits and stuff like that. But having these constant back burner stress levels can be really harmful to your long-term health. It can also affect your relationships greatly when you are not yourself because I know myself when I am stressed out and I am always thinking about what I need to get done tomorrow, what I need to get done next week. I'm a really bad girlfriend and I'm a really bad friend. I can't listen properly and I, when I'm listening to people, my mind is elsewhere and I'm kind of not listening to what they have to say, which is obviously not very nice to the other person that I'm talking to. It also affects brain function, making it more difficult to perform not only the tasks involved in your work, but also in everyday life. Yeah, I feel like there is, oh, I for, I always forget what it's called, but there's this principle that is basically your tasks fill up the time that you a lot to do them, for example, if that makes sense. And I think this also plays into when you are always on, you're always being exhausted and 
thus it takes a lot longer to do the tasks that you were hoping to do. Now, I don't have any concrete solutions to fix our broken society, but I do have some small, helpful, small, small, small solutions that can help you personally, hopefully. First of all, it is setting a boundary to when the end of the workday is. For me, when I was doing school in the semester, I think I always told myself once I got home at night, I was not thinking about school anymore. And most of the time when I got home from school, it was like 8 or 9 p.m. So that's already quite late if you think about it. But I know a lot of people who turn off their laptop at the end of the workday at 5 p.m. They're done. Put themselves on Do Not Disturb and they relax because... When you feel like your work is constantly infiltrating your personal life, then it's really hard to separate yourself identity-wise and separate yourself work-wise as well. You never know when it is okay to relax and you never know when it is time to be productive. Shift your unfinished tasks and be comfortable with the fact that you did not finish everything on your to-do list. This is very hard and it takes a lot of time actually to kind of know how much you can get done in a certain time span because I remember before at the beginning of university, I would tell myself, oh, I'm going to read one chapter of my textbook, do some calculus problems, and then do an essay writing, write the entire outline of my essay, and then I'm going to go hang out with my friends and do all these things in the span of three hours. Not realistic, and every time that I didn't finish everything, I would feel really bad about myself because... I didn't get everything done on my to-do list. But nowadays I can realistically kind of predict how long tasks are going to take me. So I put the appropriate amount of tasks in when I have the appropriate amount of time and then I'm okay with if I didn't get something done. This also has to kind of do with discipline and starting things early. I have always been someone who is quite on top of my school game. I read textbooks before class. I do my assignments at least a week early so that I have time to look through it, ask questions and all this kind of stuff. Getting into those habits takes a lot of time and it is very hard, but I really think that it is the best form of self-care that you can have as a university student. Go to bed a few minutes earlier. This is a tip that I found online, but it is the fact that you should get into bed a little bit earlier than you think. I don't know about you, but I have spent a lot of time trying to break the habit of using my phone before bed. I'm still not that great at it, but when I put myself in bed a little bit earlier than I think I should be, Then I go to bed earlier and then I have a better night's sleep. And that is the root of fixing all your problems, getting enough sleep. Schedule in time for self-care, whether that can be activities that you thoroughly just enjoy for the sake of doing it, not feeling pressured to have to uphold those activities in a certain way, and doing things like budgeting, meal prepping, all these kinds of things, you need time to do it or else your life will fall apart. Focus on your most important tasks of the day. I think a lot of people that I watch on YouTube at least do this thing where they only pick out the top three tasks of the day to do and I think that's a really good idea. I know in university it is a little bit unrealistic just because We get a lot of things piled onto us at once and you're taking multiple classes and you have multiple deadlines and all that stuff. But if possible, just think about your top three tasks of the day, put break them down into manageable chunks and just do those. Don't feel like you have to constantly be doing all these different types of things every single day. 
it's not healthy. The last thing that I kind of want to talk about is how COVID affected hustle culture. Because when COVID first hit, that was really when a lot of people took a break. People were always piling on social events, classes, doing all these things, and they had their calendars filled to the brim, which I also was like that as well. But COVID was really the first time that people could take a break, and it was because we were forced to. After the initial two weeks that people did nothing at home, I feel like toxic productivity came back and was like, well, now you're at home all the time. You can just get more done. It was not good. And I I was like that as well. The baseline stress and tiredness that people had was already really high and higher than regular. So trying to maintain a regular course load and regular extracurriculars was really difficult. For me personally, I had to drop courses last year from online school because of how stressful it was. And I really couldn't tell you what was so stressful about it because I wasn't really doing much and my family wasn't directly affected from COVID. But I think just the idea of the fact that you're living in a pandemic and having all this uncertainty all the time leads to a lot of anxiety and stress. I have had so much more anxiety than usual this year, which is been really hard on trying to get work done and trying to go to class. So I think it was a good thing that I think one of the only things that was good about COVID was that it really shifted everyone's perspective about how much work you're getting done and that it is okay to take breaks. That was a long-winded conversation about hustle culture. I don't like it, if you can't tell already. I hope you enjoyed this episode, made you reconsider about things that you have so ingrained in your body. I feel like a lot of us students have this idea that we must always be productive and us as students are only, we're only good if we get our things done really quickly or get really good grades. I will see you in the next episode. Let me know your thoughts down below. I would love to talk about this more. I will see you next time. Bye.